listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton. Tonight, I'm joined by two overly eager space cadets. The first, a man whose premium snap Snapchat includes nudes from the moon, Kyle Sandin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally and weren't s- taped on Earth, though. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> no disputing the legitimacy of that Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I, I think the way his penis was flopping in the... <laughs> <laughs> Something was totally about it wasn't very. It wasn't very represent, <laughs> representative of zero gravity. It's just I don't know. Uh, the yaw. There's a conspiracy will. there. Yeah. Um, and the second man, uh, whose all-time favorite pastime is live tweeting the state of his nipples while being exposed to the coldness <laughs> of space, Brooks Nickel. I've never been to space, and I don't have nipples. A boy sure, can like dream, huh? some asteroids with him. <sighs> nope. <laughs> well, we have uh, a bit of a space-themed episode. Um, we have several n- little news stories that are tied to uh, the, the world of science fiction. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a survival game for a review called Surviving Mars. We were going to talk about My Time at Portia, which recently hit Game Pass, but I played it for about five minutes and fucking hated it and didn't think it would be <laughs> fair to uh, to give five minutes. a review. So uh, <laughs> there's my 15-second review. It looks worse than Banjo-Kazooie on N64 and sucks dick. Hey, easy there. My Time at Portia. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Banjo Kazooie fans. Great game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic game. It was a good game. Like it just, it just didn't even look like it was shot in HD. Not it was shot in HD. Like it didn't look like, like it was rendered in high definition. It just looked weird when I was playing it. I liked mm. Banjo too. It was not a great looking game though. Like that's all yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't attempt to play it, so. <laughs> I won't harass yeah, you. I pulled the plug. Very long about it. <laughs> I didn't, didn't like it. Um, you put in the work, so uh, I'll. Uh, yeah, I I'll I've heard it. great things about it. If you're into those type of games, yeah, go for it. But it's not really my cup of cup of tea, and and uh, wasn't wasn't feeling it. But anyway, uh, Brooks, why don't you start us off with a little bit of news? Yeah, this is a this is a story that is. Out of this world, so to speak. Uh, Warframe developers have offered fans a chance for a trip to space, they say. Can you guys believe this? A be trip a real to space. space ninja. You know, it yeah. sounds, sounds a little too good to be true, Rex. Well, of course it fucking is. <laughs> One, what a stupid thing to offer people because like, no you way. can't fulfill that. <laughs> nah, nah, you just get a check for $250,000, which, I mean, fuck, dude. That's great, too. <laughs> but Yeah, it's which is about five to $6,000 short of, you know. Well, I mean, if I you want to fly yeah, it to Texas. space properly, you know. I, I love this article. Uh, I can't remember who it was from, Digital Extremes or something like that. But <laughs> they're talking about how you just... Google a how much a trip to space costs, and on on the low end you might make it with that two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but that's the very low end of the spectrum. So 
it's ridiculous. But I must say, mine the article I read it was. It seems like they looked it up from a ninety-minute Virgin Galactic space flight that you can book, <laughs> which is the exact two hundred fifty grand. They say is what that is. I don't know if I got a check for two hundred fifty grand from uh, the creators of Warframe. I don't think I'd go to space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are there stipulations? Do I have to go to space? Could I? <laughs> could I? You know what would really be out of this world? Could I pay off my student loan debts? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. You would be like, thank you, Warframe. I'm going to pay off my student debts, and with whatever's left, I'm going to put down a down payment on my trip to the moon. <laughs> and then it would like fast forward 24 hours later, and like you've spent it all at a casino. And on oh, yeah, no, I'd spend, and, yeah, know, not prostitutes, but I'd spend a lot at the casino for sure. Prostitutes, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. Just too many. Too many of them. You sure you're not going to get your nipple fixed somehow since you don't have any? No, I was born this way, Kyle. <laughs> I'll let my freak flag fly, baby. Oh, maybe if I maybe if I win that competition and I find myself in space, I might meet someone else like me. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> a hell of a love story. I, find out where I came from. <laughs> you fall in love with your cousin <laughs> in a 90-minute trip to space. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, found her on a space tender that you created with part of that <laughs> seed money from that 250 grand space tender huh? <laughs> space tender yeah. i think if you put space in front of anything it's immediately funnier to me yeah <laughs> i've brought this up before but yeah. like you can you can go real extreme with it like i think even like space rapist sounds really no. funny to me <laughs> oh, i'm gone uh, we but don't condone any of that. No, any, anything he says. No, no. Shout out. No, no. I don't even condone. I don't know. Don't don't make a shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay away from that one. Yeah, moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> something else. Segue, something segue. else. Something else. Wilds <laughs> happened out there in that great, great galaxy of the video game world. Right. Um, so Elite Dangerous, um, which is a space exploration game um, on PC, Xbox, and PS4, um, about 13,000 players signed up to do this massive expedition a few months ago to traverse the, the entirety of, of like the galaxy in that game. And um, <laughs> the 13,000... Uh, just about 4,000 actually survived the trip. So a lot of people like got their ships broke down or they ran out of fuel or, you know, they died in some various way. Uh, yeah. And so like, uh, they did the math and combined the pilots been over 18 years in hyperspace. Um, it's such an interesting concept to me. I, I always see a lot of stories about elite dangers where they, they try, these different things like one guy a few months ago was trying to go like further than anybody would ever gone. in I guess a single expedition and he was trying to break a world record and he just went a little too far and would now didn't have enough fuel to get back. Um, and like a team of people got together to like save him. So he would uh, just be stranded in space. That Shit like awesome. that's kind of cool to me, but, um, 
Yeah, I, I think it's neat to, to organize. How long does it play, take like a, a meta game on that level? To like um, I think it's something like. Hang on, 152 days. God, Jesus. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Is that fun? <laughs> somebody please answer I don't know. That. Well, that's, well, see, that's a comment I was reading. That, that dude fun? was like, as a huge ED player, like this seems terrible and like very boring. And I'd also like to mention the fact that he used the acronym ED, and I was like, ooh, should probably stay away from that. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Being> dicey. <laughs> You, you keep uh, trying to connect with ladies at the bar by talking about your, <laughs> your fascination ED. with ED. You know? I have to spend 10 or 52 days in ED. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul. I'm an accountant. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And I love ED. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Speaking of uh, something then very related to, I feel bad for this. I'm gonna plug it, uh, oh, no. To ED, um, maybe a, a cure for some people out there is ED. Kyle, you want to tell us about this uh, streamer and cosplayer selling her bathwater? Yes, apparently, quote gamer chick unquote Belle Delphine. I, I probably mispronounced that, but whatever. Um, has been selling her bath water for think, 30 bucks a pop. Oh, that's it? Mm-hmm. Now, how much how much bath water are we getting here? Yeah, that's some curious. I don't know. Like, I, I like is this one bath or multiple baths? But Is this coming in like a gallon jug? Like a milk like carton? Like a little YouTube clip. No, it seemed like, like a... <laughs> Half a mason jar. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So does it come? Does the mason jar come with it? Well, yeah. You get shipped to you in like in a jar. And I get to keep the jar. Okay. Uh huh. This is. Yeah. This is. What? I, <laughs> I know. I'm just so confused. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know the amount, but apparently she sold out. Her first dive no. into it, and didn't expect that. Yeah. What's Let's let's talk I about just, this. No, uh, let's, yeah. let's, yeah, I was, let's talk this about is a this. Joke, right, and then I read it. I was like, "Oh my god, people are what's buying going, this shit." What's what's going on out here in the world? <laughs> yeah, it's getting bad out there, huh? Drugs aren't doing it. The, <laughs> the warrior shaped ecstasy pills just can't yeah. cut it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I moved on to this harder is- shit, man. I'm mainline Delphine's bathwater nowadays, dude. <laughs> Well, somebody vaped it or something. I saw some streamer uh, vaped no. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that little uh, clip. I didn't see the clip. Yeah, I saw like the That's so fucking stupid. This, yeah. this, it all seems so juvenile. Yeah, well, I mean, this yeah, is the same generation like, that was really into Tide Pods. I was about to mention salts. that. Yep, okay. you beat I mean, me to like, it. <laughs> these people are wild. Water's up in the ante. <laughs> No, we didn't. got bathwater being sold. People licking ice cream for fuck's sake. What? Wait, what? What's, what's wrong with licking apparently, ice cream? Well, apparently, no. Apparently, there's been a, a new fad where people go around and lick ice cream in stores. They open up the ice cream container and put it back. What? 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 It, man, it's on Facebook. It's what I've been seeing. Kyle. Is this part of your like Florida adventure? This seems like something Hell that really happens no. in Florida. If I ever caught somebody doing that, bust your ass. Uh, he busts <laughs> vigilante justice. 
That's right. Don't I you look that God, you motherfucker. I just see Kyle in Florida with a cut-off leather vest, smoking a cigarette, walking through the frozen aisle. Walking with a monster, man. Swinging a paddle. <laughs> Don't you be licking that ice cream? I'll bust your ass. <laughs> oh, you're going man. That's wild. No shit, huh? Yeah. Just looking at ice cream. I mean, I don't think I'd buy ice cream if, like, the seal was broken. Uh, <laughs> like, seals and ice cream? Yeah, they got that plastic ring that wraps around them. You got to bust that off to open it. Some of them don't. Uh, this is fucking fantastic. I love this so much. Can, this, can we just change the yeah. whole we just change the whole format of this podcast to just Don't strange buy stories? Everything was fake. There we go. That settles that story up. Just yes. Somebody created herpes from her bath water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently it was uh, dude, if you're buying bath water, you already got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were hoping it would heal their herpes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right. This is insane. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think so, like uh, this this age of like uh, celebrity status for next to anything, and and the way that just like regular people treat social media, like they're famous or they have to use stuff in their lives, is some sort of prop to earn like cool points mm-hmm. drives me nuts. Like I think it has made me hate just like landmarks of life that I thought I would just naturally gravitate toward. For example, like getting married and having children, the way people post shit about their kids makes me want to never have kids because oh goodness, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, Oh my goodness, some days it's tough being a mom out there, but you do it because you love these little rascals and someday they're going to grow up and they're going to respect <laughs> you, god damn it. It's all going to be worth it. No, like, like, that's not, that's, just gotta that's not how... Jesus. Guys. What, what are... What? Well, how, how is it out there, Brooks? I guess I guess I'm following a lot of people in Florida, and I may have a skewed vision on reality. No, I'm just I just don't think <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I just don't pay attention to that stuff. I uh, I will say back on the topic of like the selling the bathwater, and don't this is not a direct quote because I'm going to butcher this, but I remember seeing an interview with Johnny Knoxville where they were talking about Jackass coming to an end, and he had said something along the lines of. You know, before YouTube and the internet was this huge thing, we were stupid people doing stupid shit. We just happened to be on TV. And it's like now, you know, you have this avenue for all these stupid people to do stupid shit, and it's just does it doesn't work anymore. You, you know, I mean, no. it's it's su- super saturated. You can sit on YouTube and watch dumbass videos of people hurting themselves all day. And I think oh, it's the yeah. same with the whole selling the bath water. And it's just, we've just gotten to this point where like, you just got to do something bizarre on the internet. To gain yourself out. a little attraction yeah. and, and I don't know, but to sell your bath water. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, and more power to you, I guess if you're making money off of it, yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, it's, you're just 
letting money flow down the drain. That's right. Can't miss out. You never know. What if? What if it worked? Yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, in this case, it did. <laughs> it's just selling this shit for 30 bucks a pop. Uh, well, I mean, what if the, like, the bathwater helped you? Yeah, what if it helped me? I'm going to buy some of that. <laughs> oh, you think? No. 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 All right. No segue. Done with that. <laughs> On to the next topic. <laughs> Burn that out of my memory. That's uh, it. I'm buying some. Josh, July Xbox update. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Xbox rolled out their update, and this this primarily benefits uh, people with Game Pass and people that may have like an Alexa, one of those Amazon uh, voice command support deals um, in their home. And so what it does is it adds a play later tab to the Game Pass. You can kind of flag games that you're interested in um, that you may not want to download at the moment or whatever the case may be. And then um, it added a bunch of voice commands um, that you can work with your Alexa uh, when you sing it to your Xbox. Um, And you can gain information about, like, what's new on Game Pass, what's coming out, uh, what's leaving, things like that. So it it kind of basic update. um, Not as big as some of their updates in the last couple of months have been just on the, the user side of stuff. But... If you use either of those services, it, it's something that may be beneficial to you. The last bit of data that Amazon needed to get their hands on. They've got yeah. you now. Xbox. They're going to recreate uh, a, a, digital, a digital thumbprint of your whole life, Kyle, and then eventually they're going to generate you into an artificial mm-hmm. being and put that consciousness inside of a replicant body, and that person will replace you and feed their economy forever. I don't know about that. <laughs> is this a South Park episode? No. <laughs> no. This is the conspiracy corner. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Mass speculation. No, we'll I'm just some of that in a minute. I don't, uh, I don't use either one of those services. So yeah, I'm saying. Cool. If yeah. you do, I hope you like it. It's kind of weird to me how many people use the Alexa thing. I find it inherently creepy. A, l- a lot of new homes are like, it's being built into it, and it's just like, right. that's not good. That's not right. <laughs> Wozniak um, said, get off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Wozniak. He said it, not me. Shadow government's swooping in again. Get off Facebook. Turn your Alexa off. Unscrew your light bulbs. On your tinfoil, and Brooks, tell us a little bit about Another Super Smash Brothers <laughs> controversy. <laughs> I can't believe how many times we've talked about some Smash player doing something I know. fucking stupid mm-hmm. this year. Like we've we talked about it a lot. In the news, it's, man, it's bad. Yeah. All of our stories are negative. I feel bad when I read them. That's how oh. Nintendo keeps. Where's our them. Where's our Nutty the Squirrel? He's, oh, okay. He can water ski. You know, <laughs> where's our Where's our happy feature? Okay, wow. next week I'll include something happy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought this was a gossip rag. I thought we were slinging oh, shit. Are we, are we the tattler? Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Okay. Well, we can do that. We can no, do that. Can, we have we talked about Brad Pitt's one. butt probably as much as they have. So. <laughs> that is true. Fuck it. A lot of Brad Pitt's Sign butt. us in. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is uh, another one from Kotaku. Um and it's it's difficult to digest in a way that uh, essentially um, Elliot Ali 
Carosa, O-E-R-C. Yep. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Damn. Just call him Ollie, I think is what they call him. Um, is his name. <laughs> um, one of the best Super Smash Bros. Ultimate players in the world. Uh, so he's 28, and allegations and stuff had surfaced that he's been in a relationship with somebody that is underage. Uh, another young man in the Super Smash Brothers community, I believe, more of a fan than a player, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so that's that's all been kicked off around like July 4th, July 3rd, I think. And he has resigned from competing in Super Smash, and then that was followed by a reactionary uh, ban, lifetime ban, if I'm not mistaken. And he's spoken publicly on it as well saying it was a mistake. Um, so the the young man that he was involved with uh, was out of Louisiana, and the article from Kotaku specifically mentioned, you know, the age of consent. There is 17, um, and this young man was 16. Uh, the age of consent in Canada, where Ollie's from, is 16. Uh, and so that's what got it all muddled. Uh, creepy to me, regardless. <laughs> Maybe what the age of consent is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so so some some strange stuff going on with Smash Brothers. You, you hate to see you hate to see that associated with Nintendo. Such yeah. a good company, that Nintendo wouldn't hurt nobody. You know his his days of uh, popping off, as the kids say, come to an <laughs> end. I, I wouldn't have said it that way, but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's no, just so uh, weird. Like, I, I just, um, mm. I guess sexual scandals, like, it's not something that's, <clears throat> you know, tied to any specific workplace or, you know, lifestyle. No, it's prevalent in anything. It's, it's everywhere. And, yeah. Um, and the bigger something gets, the more, uh, you know, it is, it is exposed within those organizations, usually. So the bigger video gaming and competitive gaming gets, the more news you're going to see come out about things that happen that shouldn't happen because that's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate, but people can't always act the way they should or don't always choose to act the way they should. Kyle, tell us a little bit about a little uh, possibility of a game nobody really expected to drop on Xbox, (laughs) maybe (laughs) dropping on Xbox. Well, speaking of people doing things that they shouldn't do, apparently <laughs> Xbox Germany released a video for Final Fantasy VII claiming to show an Xbox One release on March 3rd, same day as the PS4 version. But then they quickly took it down and said, whoops, it was an internal mistake. Ignore. I don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. They're not going to boost console sales with it as an exclusive. No. no. But Just it, release it, let fans yeah, get it, it on whatever platform they yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why they took it down. I was going to be like, oh, well, here it is. Released early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, those games have, have always had like a history to PlayStation, but I mean, so many of them have come to other consoles in, in recent memory. Um, and even some of the other remasters of older versions and 15 i think 14 oh, xbox as well mm-hmm. um that that one's final fantasy 7 is also one that's come under some fire for having some controversial parts to it 
Sure, sure. Oh, really? it's, it has some stuff that's not super like politically correct. That yeah, it's not, it's not as PC as made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gotcha. Like, I think one of the things is like there's an African American character in there, right? Isn't that one of them? Like, just the way he talks is like really offensive and Uh, like a stereotype. And then there's I don't know about that one. The one, the cross dressing thing is the one. The cross dressing, yes. Yeah, that's the one. I I was referring to. Yeah, you like dress up to sneak into this like mansion. And then when they find you and you reveal to not be women, they're like, oh, all disgusted and shit. But oh, gotcha. It's trivial. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. I should say, for for you know when it was made versus anything to start a fire. The re-release, <laughs> starting fires. Oh, cool. so now that's been revealed, they're gonna make it March fourth instead of March third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this I spent some time with uh, Surviving Mars, uh, which came to Game Pass about a month ago. Um, it's a little bit of an older game. Um, but since we had some some sci-fi stories, I thought it might be a good one to try out. And it was one that kind of piqued my interest. And it is kind of a blend of a city builder game with a survival game. Start the game by launching an expedition. And you kind of choose the terms of it. Like you have like a somebody who's funding the mission. You can choose different countries or different companies that fund it. Uh, and that's kind of tied to the difficulty and the level of financial support you'll have on this expedition and how's, colony. How's that work? <laughs> <laughs> like, like um, if you pick, if you pick Mexico, do you have like no fucking funding for your space program? Well, no, no, no. You, well, it's it's deceptive because you're like, holy shit, I've got eight hundred and eighty-eight trillion pesos, and then you find out that's only worth about seventeen dollars. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, like, how does yeah. the game like toe that line? <laughs> we need to. They need to play some yeah. Warframe. Then it is, you know, that that would be an interesting <laughs> discussion because it is, it is funny because it's like because uh, like one of the easier ones I think is the United States, and then like India is progressively harder, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some a little bit. Yeah, some, that seems stuff uh, that a little touch and go, a little touch and go. <laughs> Everything. Uh, Everything is controversial now, man. But I was just gonna say, like, after that, you choose like your landing spot, and this also kind of goes into the difficulty of the game because you can pick a spot that's a little more uh, resource rich or someplace that um, is, is somewhat desolate, and then it, it's all about creating an environment where people can live and work and you know sustain their life and have families and stuff like that. And on the on the really easier modes, it is not bad but it gets brutal pretty quickly as you pick um kind of a a higher funding restriction or less resources and and so much of it like a lot of other city building type games is like oh man you've got to make sure the electrical grid is working and you're transferring and producing enough oxygen in this game you know for people to live and enough food enough water and when all that kind of stuff falls apart or some issue with your electrical grid then that survival game component really kicks in and you you can lose entire civilizations essentially to issues with that. Uh, it can be really unforgiving. And it has a lot of depth, a lot more depth than I expected and, and really got to explore, to be frank. And so I think if you're really into city building, I, I think it was it leaned more to that side than like maybe um, like a real-time strategy game, which I thought it might have had more components 
like that for whatever reason. And, and I think that was just me assuming it would be more like that. But it, it felt more like uh, a SimCity in space that was a lot tougher than SimCity. Now, Josh, are you reviewing my time at, at Portia, Portia? Here. No, I'm reviewing Surviving Mars. Um, my review oh, of okay. my time at Porsche was on the, it sucked ass. On the on the <laughs> on the rundown here that, that we have, it it, it yeah, I didn't update reviewing. It. I took a nap. I took a nap. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I was just curious if maybe something had happened with my time at Portia. If we had Hunter <laughs> yeah. on here, he could fill in some blanks too because he's been playing it. Oh, has he? <laughs> You think that's what he's or doing? He, he had what, if, what if he didn't buy a house in this whole time? He's just been like really into my time at Porsche. And like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like what was exactly. those those kind of the revelation the last time as we thought he was like trying to find a house and it ultimately came down to he'd just been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed and didn't want to hang out with him. Uh, there it is. Um oh. so I think this Didn't might be the real that. reason. No, stop. <laughs> um, but Surviving Mars, I, I think it, it would appeal to somebody that's that's really into that type of thing. So if you liked, um, oh my, is City Skylines, right, Brooks? Is that that one? City Skylines, yeah. Okay. I think if you like that, if you like some city, um, you're gonna love FIFA 2018. I, I I think I'm kind of feeling an, an okay about it. Like it looks good. It's fairly easy to control. It's fairly easy to sell that stuff up. But on those kind of games, when stuff goes wrong, that's like kind of part of the fun, right? Like in SimCity, when an earthquake happens or something, it's like mm-hmm. fun. And that game is still relaxing to me. This game seemed like super tense. And I don't know, like for a lot of people that I think play these games for for more of a, an escape and just to relax, I don't know that this is the one for you on that front. Um, but if you are looking for a challenge, I think it can be a... An adequate one. I was kind of curious as I was playing this. What do you guys think makes like a good science fiction game? What like pulls you in? Because I, I think this was the first science fiction game I'd really played that was set up in this style. Um, it's just generally not the the avenue that the yeah. genre uses. Uh, before we jump into that, I just want to say that was that concludes our review of uh, or Josh's review of my time at Porsche. Um, <laughs> And then moving on, uh, to me, I think I think it's the same as any like any other game. Really, I just I want the I want to feel enveloped in the world. Yeah, like if you're gonna paint something, uh, you know, a science fiction scene for me, make it feel real. If that makes sense, or or, or make me feel a reason to want to move through that world. Yeah, uh, give it a sense of you know breathability where it's it, it's living, it's moving. There's things to discover. Or even if it's not a world, necessarily the area that that allows you to play, like Dead Space, uh, sure, you know, fantastic game, and it was fantastic for a lot of reasons. Um, it kind of revitalized that that genre of horror games when Resident Evil was going more towards action gameplay, and but it, it just did such a great job of of sucking you into that narrative, and and it 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 fully immersed you in what was happening. And I think that's huge, uh, especially in the science fiction genre, because they can yeah. create, you know, really, really cool worlds. Um, yeah. What was the, is it Alien Isolation? Is that the one that came out? Uh, I think, I don't know. They have a couple of them that have come out in the last 
three or four years or five that, years. That game, I'm pretty sure it's Alien Isolation. That was one of the neater sci-fi games I'd played, and I was, I was really surprised by it because it splits kind of the AI's, like, knowledge in half or something. And so, like, basically there's an algorithm where it's giving hints to the other side, like, of where you are without ever telling the other side of this AI, like, where you actually are. And so it's kind of this weird pinging back and forth of how this alien hunts you. And that game was incredibly scary and immersive and um, really impressive and, and I think kind of often overlooked, but it's it's like AI system was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, if you look at what we've seen so far on cyber, Cyberpunk um, 2077, yeah. like every time I watch any cinematic trailer, gameplay trailer for that, I just, I, I can't wait. I'm like, man, I want to just get into that fucking world. It's non-existent. I Nipples get hard. Yeah, my non-existent nipples just get tweaked, and and there's electricity <laughs> buzzing between them. And I think, <laughs> to me, that's that's what you got to do. That that's what makes yeah. me want to jump into it. Um, but you know, the I same think, can be said for fantasy games as well. Sure, sure. And you know, science fiction is not really like a genre I engage with much outside of gaming like i mean there's some movies and stuff i like fine but i I don't think like i seek it out um there are a lot of games i enjoy and i I think for me what i'm always really like is once you have me in that world i think one thing science fiction can do better than almost any other genre is you can like flip the world on its head you can break all the rules you've established and those moments i think are super good super satisfying and where that kind of throws you off kilter I always think like whenever Halo takes kind of the flood turn in the first game is like a really like I hated those levels yeah. when I was a kid mm-hmm. playing Halo and stuff. But oh, but it was like, great. But it yeah. was it was like so unexpected and threw you off. Like you felt like oh, I'm starting to get what this game is, what this game is like, and all of a sudden it's like Vroom. I think that shit's cool. Whenever um, what's the like Prey that the one that came out two years ago. That one has a pretty cool little spin pretty early on in the game um, when you're exploring the space station that kind of throws everything um, into the fan. And it's just, it's, it's super cool. Yeah. My game was destroy all humans when you get the anal probe. Of course it was, Kyle. <laughs> of course it was. I had a blast with that one. Uh, just, I, I, I can see alien Kyle, man. Chickens just... running around going, bah, bah. Just busting through the small town Walmart, just cut off leather vest and smoking a cigarette and swinging his. Get away from that ice cream! All anal probe with this gun I just got. Get away! Don't you lick that ice cream! All anal probe! I just got this weapon. Watch out! Oh goodness gracious! Licking ice cream. I'm excited for that remake, though. I enjoyed that game. Yeah, that'll be cool. That will be. That'll be really cool. What is your uh, favorite genre of game? Not genre, I should say, but what's your favorite? Like, are you, are you, do you lean more towards science fiction, like fantasy, military shooter thing? What's the world you like to play in, Josh? I think as a general rule, probably I tend to gravitate more toward realistic stuff like military shooters, but I also. You play a lot of Destiny. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only thing I was going to say. It's like. 
I, I was trying to go <laughs> that's, a whole podcast. That's pretty sci-fi. No, no, you mentioned Destiny. Um, let me talk oh, for minutes about all the things I've been doing in it lately. Um, His existing yeah. nipples, nipples are getting hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what you did, Josh. You brought up nipples at the beginning of the episode. Now it's all Kyle can talk about. Oh shit. Yeah, I think what yeah, I like right. about science fiction and stuff is just the the it gives you so many ways to make it more fun. Like now it's like, ooh, enemies can be really crazy. Oh, you can have really crazy abilities. Oh, you can have really crazy guns, and all of that can still make sense in that world. It just kind of gives you this license for for creativity and, and make an interesting world. That's why I think I always like Destiny more than Division, even though Division's a military game, and generally that's what I'm drawn to. But in a in a like a loot type world, I don't want real shit. I want stuff that looks fucking sexy. Yeah, it and looks neat, crazy, and, does and wacky stuff. Yeah, like that's what I want. If I'm going to spend that much time in it, I want it to feel unique and different and fun. See, and, um, I always struggle with. I, you know, I really like that science fiction area, but I also really like that Western area. Oh, sure. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, how come nobody's done, like, some futuristic steampunk Western And then, like, universe? Outer Worlds, kind of? Not Outer Wilds, but Outer Worlds, excuse me, kind of keep confusing those two. I don't know. I haven't seen much on Outer, outer whichever I mean, one I, we're I talking about. They're, they're kind of aesthetic, because similar to that, yeah, because it still looks like it kind of maintains the New Vegas look just updates it and kind of throws it i got a steam bag fill from it myself yeah. when i watched well, the video. I agree. yeah i'll have to check it out then i think that'd be pretty cool little melding of i know you could create a cool world like that yeah maybe somebody will take it and run with it what do you think are like major pitfalls of sci-fi games things that, that happen in a lot of them that, that doing that same old cliche shit like anthem <laughs> you know just having the, the that tired retold story. I always hate the, and I think I've mentioned this before in an episode, but like the like the terms that are just made up for the game without any type of context. That shit drives me nuts. It's just like littered with science fiction terms. We've got to join the yeah. Legion of Sorrow to stop the Anthem of Creation before the Harpies of Destruction. Milk my Summon odors. the world eater. You know, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh like I don't know, just the cheesy one liners and shit, like Rage Two. I mean that was yeah. that was rough. Anthem's Whew. rough. But, I'm real glad to be done with Rage Two. I don't know. Two. That can be a piss. I still don't know how it. that game reviewed so well. Not that that's really what we're talking about. But that game reviewed very well. It sold like shit. Nobody bought that fucking game. Thank God. Because mm-hmm. it was a piece of shit. But yeah. somehow, I, I never quite understand it. Like, certain games, just, like, because of who produces it and shit, like, they get reviewed really well, and they're just total steaming piles of shit. That was awful. It's because it's all fake news, Josh. Oh, <laughs> They were man. paid off. Welcome to the Conspiracy Corner. Tonight, we're going to talk about game reviews. <laughs> Are they real? Do they really bear any weight? Or is it all just a ploy to make you think a certain way? And then now you, right here, you insert the conspiracy corner music, something real, you know, something light, but also like mysterious, like like Twilight Zone stuff, you know. Um, what we'll if I get Twilight so Zone, like, like dueling banjos? I don't think I fit. Dueling banjos? I think it might. I'll try it though. 
no. Twilight Zone mixed with Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, Unsolved Mysteries was a great show, man. Two together. Can you watch that anywhere? Is that like on who? Or... I think I saw it on one of streaming service. Yeah, I forget which one. I think it might be like a Netflix or something. Uh, I'm going to figure out where you, where you guys can watch Unsolved Mysteries out there. There we go. Josh, Josh dance for him while I'm looking this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm dancing. I'm doing that move where it's kind of like that bring it around town thing from SpongeBob. <laughs> but I'm making really hard eye contact and just relentless. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know what I want a dueling banjo. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> dueling banjos are playing right now. <laughs> Bring it around town. Bring it around town. I should have never spliced in different music in an episode because it's a parlor trick. We're just gonna beat to death. Oh yeah, yeah. it's on Hulu. It's Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu. There you go, folks. Treat yourselves. Unsolved Mysteries on Hulu. Binge that on the weekend. Next week, we'll watch Unsolved Mysteries on Hulu via our Xboxes, and we'll have a review for you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That would be a really, like, when you're really in a content drought, you just watch shit on your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> they had an episode Today. about a gamer. Today we're going to review season 13 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I didn't play any Xbox this week, but I watched a lot of TV and cried in my own my own shame. It's streaming really well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's some crazy there's some crazy stuff coming up. Have no fear. It's about to yes. get hot. It is about to get hot and heavy. Once once August gets here, we're going to have a lot of content every week. Um, it's just the way it goes. Summer months is generally a lighter release season. So um, I think one thing we may do is revisit some of the games that came out at the beginning of the year that launched before uh, we we started our podcast. And so uh, particularly I'm looking at Metro Exodus. That's one I really want to play. Um, I enjoyed those games. And I'm also going to uh, read the funnies in the newspaper and copy my favorite ones with Silly Putty. I'll read those to you guys next week nah. as well. <laughs> Man, this is. I'll order some of that episode. bath water. Oh, okay. Spoiler, yeah, Kyle. Drink I'm a huge up. fan of Marmaduke. <laughs> Love how, that crazy dog. How quaint. Oh, sweet. I, I think that's a wrap. Boyos, Bricks, why don't you end this episode as we end every episode by telling the good listeners at home what's in the box? It's a vial of my bath water. And that's right. It doesn't come in a mason jar because I'm not a hipster. It comes in a vial because I'm a scientist. Each vial of this <laughs> bath water won't give you herpes, but nice. you will get a surprise from it. And here's the deal. It only costs five bitcoins. So you just go ahead and mail those bitcoins <laughs> into me and you take care of the postage. And that's 716 uh, no. 23rd East Avenue. And that's 74177. Five bitcoins and you'll get a vial of my bath water. 